Welcome to today's broadcast of Sun, Salt, and Light. Sun, Salt, and Light, S-O-N, knowing and growing in your daily relationship with Jesus Christ, but also being the salt and the light in your marriage, in your family, at your place of work, at your church, and even in the community you're in. I'm Pastor Michael Petit. This is a radio ministry of our church, Calvary Chapel Divine, here in Divine, Texas. We are so glad that you joined us for today's broadcast. We are a Calvary Chapel, so we simply teach the Bible verse by verse, chapter by chapter. We believe that God uses His Word to transform, restore, and to change lives one verse at a time. If you're visiting our area, you'd like to get information about our church or church service times, maybe even track down some of the other teachings that we have available through podcasts, whether it's through Audible or Spotify or Apple Podcasts, you can do all of that at our church website at calvarydivine.org. That's calvarydivine.org. Today we'll be in the book of Matthew, chapter 22, verses 37 through 40. We'll continue our series on the essentials for a follower of Christ. We simply look at today, love God, love people. And we'll talk about in this series, in this particular episode, living a loving relationship with your Lord God and learning to love others the way that Jesus loves. This is the first half of this two-part study. So as we continue the essentials for a follower of Christ, this week we're looking at love God, love people. Very familiar song, right? But what we're talking about is living a loving relationship with your Lord God and learning to love others the way Jesus loves. That's what we're talking about. And so Matthew chapter 22, verses 37 through 40, Jesus said to him, You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. This is the, great, uh, the first and great commandment. And the second is like it. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. On these two commandments hang all the law and the prophets. Now, how many of us are very familiar have heard that verse taught many times in church, right? And, and one of the things that we look at is we look at our nation, we look at our churches, and, and actually just individuals. What we see is we see that we're, we're, we have a culture and a world that's running from God's Word. And that's why last week we spoke about the importance of you being in God's Word. That you're not just in it, but growing in obedience and application to it. Uh, you know, when we look at the turmoil and division that's happening throughout our world, we, we, we understand that, that there's been an abandonment of, uh, of God's Word. We can see it. We see it clearly in whether, you know, you, you look at, just think about the last three years. My wife had pulled up a picture three years ago. I was actually with Ryan Reese as we were going to schools in San Antonio right before the pandemic. I mean, right, it was like within two weeks after he left, it was everything kicked off. And if you think about just the closings and the openings, and, and then we went through uh, people being sick and then the, the loss of life that we had, and then there were all the political stuff that happened, the right and the left, and masks and unmasked, and vaccine and unvaccine, and all that stuff, we see that there's just been social division, political division, and sadly, church division. Something that's never supposed to happen. But when we abandon God's word for the world, this is what happens. 
We've seen recently, just based on our, our, our state, we've seen things unfortunately being pushed. Uh, I was recently reading an article that the Long Beach uh, School District is trying to put Planned Parenthood in the, in the actual schools. They want to actually have a Planned Parenthood office in the school. And you go, oh, that's crazy, right? We're pushing gender rights and pronouns and sexual education into our elementary schools, which is actually pornography. And the further we abandon the Word of God, the culture is going to continue to go the wrong direction. And as a nation, we are to, to follow God and we need to be crying out to God that we would turn back to God. But as individuals, where are we at? As churches, where are we at? Churches have picked up, uh, you know, whether it's progressive values, they're moving social movements and climate change and stuff into, including, I just saw something in Houston. A church had a trans story hour in the church. And we see the great apostasy and the falling away that's happening. You think about the last three years is where did you go for your information? Did you go to Google, the TikTok, the CDC, Fox News, Fauci, CNN, Joe Rogan? Who did you go to? It tells us in Matthew chapter 6, verse 33, it says, But seek first the kingdom of God and His righteousness, and all these things shall be added to you. Was that where you went? Did you seek first the kingdom of God? It's important for us that we put God above all, and that's what these verses are talking about. Is, is that first relationship. God is above everything. You shall love your Lord God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. And Mark adds in there in Mark chapter 12, verse 30, your strength. He's telling you that every, everything within your existence, if you're His child, if you're his, that's your father, and you're His child, everything in your existence should be loving your Lord God. So I ask again, where did you run to when your mind starts wandering? When you're having racing thoughts at night? When your soul seems to be so dry in the desert? Who are you seeking? When you're tired of the storms of life and you can no longer hold the oars because you've lost your strength. And when your heart is broken from death or illness or a broken marriage or, or, or just dealing with relationships that are, that are hurtful, is He your Lord? What are you seeking? Jesus did us a favor. You know, God gave us this commandment, right? But Jesus does us a favor and He narrows down 613 commandments down to two. And they're so simplistic. Right? So simplistic. But we struggle to keep it. We struggle to practice it. And that's what we need to do. We need to get back to the essentials. And, and I love it because in the Old Testament, the Shema in, in Deuteronomy chapter 6, verses 4 through 9, first thing he says is hear, meaning listen. Listen with intent. O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. 
You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your might. And these words that I command you today, you shall, uh, today shall be on your heart. You shall teach them diligently to your children. And shall talk of them when you sit in your house, and when you walk by the way, and when you lie down, and when you rise. You shall bind them as a sign on your hand, and they shall be as frontlets between your eyes. You shall write them on the doorpost of your house and on your gates. This was the Shema, and, and they would recite this every morning and every evening, but he's trying to tell you, like, if you read that, he's saying not only are you supposed to recite it, you're supposed to live it, but you do it throughout the day, and you're teaching your children. And that was what God gave, gave Israel. Did we lose it? You okay? Is it dead? Give me, uh, give me Ruben's mic. I'll just use that. It's cool. No worries. Oh, thanks, Let's see. Check, check. All right. I'll try to keep this thing as steady as I can. I'm usually not good with the mic holding the mic because I get too moving around too much. But as we look at the Shema, we, we look at something that we were supposed to be reciting. And it was for the, for the nation of Israel. And, and it would be easy for us to think that, okay, well that was for the nation of Israel. Right? But this is actually Jesus speaking now. And Jesus has given it to us. And I gave you that verse in John 18.37 that says, I have come into the world that I should bear witness to the truth. Everyone... Everyone of, uh, who hears of the truth hears my voice. And this is Jesus speaking here. In Mark chapter 12, verses 29 to 31, Jesus answered and said, The first of all the commandments is, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. And you shall love your, uh, your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, with all your strength. This is the first commandment, and the second is like it. It is this, you shall love your neighbor as yourself, and there is no other great commandment than these. So the first thing we see is that we are to love God. To love God. And one of the things that's very important for you to see in that verse is Jesus says in Matthew chapter 22 and verse 37, Jesus said to him, you shall love the Lord your God. Your God. And so Jesus is, is in the middle of a debate. And he's in the middle of a debate with the Pharisees and the Sadducees, which are the, the lawyers of the law. And they're coming to him and they're wanting to know what is the great commandment or what is the commandment that we should follow, right? He tells them, love God. And, and the thing is, is with the people of the law, the Sadducees, they would have, it would have been an outward thing that they did. And so they looked wonderful. But remember what Jesus told them, you're whitewashed tombs with dead bones inside. And, and what Jesus is getting at is when he talks about all your, your, your heart, your soul, your mind, he's dealing with the inward. And that's what he's getting at here. He's like, the stuff that you're doing outwardly, no. Right? It, it is a personal relationship with God. That's what he's asking you to do. And, and it's, it's that agape love. 
The word love is agape love, and it's a it's a distinct uh, a distinct love that's deep in self-sacrifice and is serving others and loving actively. And 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 in this case, he's telling you with all of that, you're exclusive to God. Your relationship should be exclusive to God. And that's what we're missing. Uh, we know that that when in Revelation, one of the churches, uh, he, he listed in Revelation chapter 2, verses 2 through 4, he says, I know your works, your labor, your patience, and that you can, uh, cannot bear those who are evil. And you have tested those who say they are apostles and are not, and have found them liars. And you have perceived and have patience and have labored for my name's sake and have not become weary. Nevertheless, I have, have this against you. You have lost your first love. And what's crazy is when you look at that, you see that they, they were working, they were, they were laboring, and they were testing those that were false witnesses. And what happened? They forgot about their relationship with God. They were busy, just busy doing ministry. We can get that way sometimes. We can get so busy that our relationship with God starts to drift. And we lose our first love. And Jesus is saying, look, the, the, you shall love, love the Lord your God. God is to be. And he, and he goes into it with all your heart, which is the center of our, of our personality, our inner man. And, and that's our soul. And then our mind where we... We, our intellect, our thoughts, our reasoning, and our belief is. What Jesus is saying is that we are to love God with everything in us. Total, complete devotion. But unfortunately, we can be our own worst enemies at times. We can struggle. And, and at the end of the day, that struggle that we go through affects our other relationships. And, and the verse I gave y'all last week, and this is a verse that's going to be throughout this theme throughout this, is James chapter 1, verse 25. But he who looks into the perfect law of liberty and continues in it and is not forget, a forgetful hearer but a doer of the work, this, is, uh, this one will be blessed in what he does. So what he's telling us is you look intently, you gaze into the perfect law of liberty. The law, the word of God, which is the logos, which is Jesus Christ. He's telling you the perfect lamb of God. You gaze into that. That's your focus. And you be a hearer, but not just a hearer, but a doer. And he'll bless the work that you do. What happens is we stop gazing into that perfect law. You know what's crazy is I was, I, was, I was putting this study together. I was praying because we went over this probably sometime and we just finished the book of Mark. And uh, I want to say we went over this during the summer, right before the summer. Uh, and, and I was praying. I was like, Lord, I need you. And this is why I love opening the Word of God is whenever you're in the Word of God and you're meditating on the Word, God gives you a different direction for it every time. Uh, not meaning that the word changes, but the way that, that, that you have to apply it in your life. 
And one of the things I was looking at is, as you know, we were watching, uh, me and my wife were watching something, and, and it hit me that what we have was we have a lot of people that, that don't really love the Lord God uh, in the way where they, they're, they're not willing to give everything up. Meaning they do just like the Sadducees. They, they allow things to be done on the outside. And you know what happens a lot of times when you're a kid or you're a teenager, the things that are people like about you, that they say they compliment you, those are the things you tend to gravitate to. And that's not really what's going on in here. So, for instance... How many of us have ever heard comedians, every one of them will say that, I, man, it happened in school, I, I started getting laughs, and I just started going from there, right? But how many of us know Robin Williams, Jim Carrey? You go down the list that struggle with deep stuff, hurt, but they're masking it with their, on the outward with what? Comedy. That's, that's what happens with our culture. Is so when we're complimented on something, we're complimented on the way we look. So what do we do? We spend all of our time getting those right filters and making sure every photo is just perfect that goes out online. And that's not what's going on in here. Same thing with our... I had a friend of mine that used to work out when he first came to Christ, and this is why God, you know, God removes things sometimes. That dude, man, he had pictures of his calves are like huge biceps. I mean, he spent, he would work out three times a day. You know why? Somebody complimented on his muscles, his body. Man, I don't know how many, I was like, dude, could you put a shirt on the next time you take a picture? I don't want to see any more shirt, you know, shirtless stuff. And finally what happened is he realized I'm putting more time into that and because I'm getting compliments. I'm getting, I'm getting like, that ego is getting stroked. But it, the problem is he wasn't dealing with the stuff that was in here. And that's what God wants to deal with. But what about if you're struggling with the inward? And, and this one as well. I've, I've heard this many times. And people will say, you know, that camp is, is I'm never going to change. This is how it's always going to be. I'll never get past my anxiety. I'll never get past my depression. I'll never get past my loneliness. This is where I'm at. I'm stuck. And I'm just, I'll, this is just where I'll be the rest of my life. You know, sadly, we'll have the same thing happen with anger or hurt. We'll, we'll just continue to allow that to, to manifest and say, you know what, it's just there. It's never going to get better. I can never grant unforgive I can never forgive that person. It's just it's just this is how it is. This is where I'm at. It's never gonna get any better. And what happens is is you're not dealing with the stuff that God wants to deal with. Because if it, if if our identity is found in God, God is saying, Look, all that stuff, if I'm your Lord, your God, the outward and the inwards, mine. All your heart all your soul, all your mind. I can fix all of that. You need to love me. And you need to love me with everything you have, your existence. And you need to put these things aside and start staring into the perfect law of liberty. Start gazing into the law of liberty. 
and you go, I got ugly stuff. Guess what? We all do. It's very rare you meet somebody that grew up in the church and they, man, they had a great childhood. It's, those are rare testimonies. Those are the testimonies I love to hear because it's so rare. Alcoholic father. Uh, I could probably say, raise your hand if you have an alcoholic father or mother and all of the hands would start going up. Right? Anger, father, he used to throw stuff. The hands start going up, right? Mom, they used to throw chanclas and would get upset, right? Hands would go up. But, you know, what we have to look at is like, you have been called to be a new creation in Christ and, and God's grace washes over you. You're his child. You're his child. And, and we must trust our Abba Father. In Romans chapter 8, verse 15, it says, For you did not receive the spirit of bondage, again to fear. Some of y'all, if you're, if you're not allowing that stuff to be dealt with in here, you're in bondage still. You need to give that stuff over to God. And if you go, I just gave that stuff over to God, do it again. Do it again. Keep gazing into the perfect law of liberty. It, it, that's what we have to do and it, and, and it says but you receive the spirit of adoption by whom we cry Abba Father the spirit himself bears witness with our spirit that we are children of God and, tr and if children then heirs and heirs of God and joint heirs with, uh, with Christ if indeed we suffer with him that we may also be glorified together see he's the Lord my God, He's my God. He's my Abba Father. Man, in 2009, I, I gotta leave that stuff behind. That's who I used to be. I can't be that no more. I'm a new creation in Christ and, and, and it's understanding like He's wanting all of our heart, all of our soul, all of our mind and He's talking about the cardia. That's what that word means in the Greek, the cardia. And it's actually when you look at the cardiologist or cardiovascular the heart is probably one of the most vital organs that we have in our body it's where everything gets pumped out so you're living and and it is the most physical uh, vital point that we have but what God is saying look the cardia that I want is where your thoughts your passions your desires your appetites your affections your purposes and your endeavors live and I want your spiritual heart because if I have your spiritual heart, I have your spiritual life. And when I don't have that, and you're only giving me part of it, are you going, you know what, Lord, you can't be over here. Because that's I got stuff over here, and I don't want you dealing with that. Then he's not your Lord. You need to let him deal with it. Some of that stuff is bitter roots that have been there for a long time, and they need to go. He's like, you're a, a new, I'm going to give you a new heart. You're a new believer. And he did that with each one of us. In Ezekiel 36, 26, and it says, And I will give you a new heart and a new spirit. And I will put within you, and, and I will remove the heart of stone from your flesh and give you a heart of flesh. And Proverbs 4, verse 23 says, Keep your heart with all diligence, for out of it springs the issues of life. And my favorite, Proverbs chapter 3, verses 5 and 6, probably one that we all need to highlight. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge Him and He shall direct your paths. 
you know that last little that, that last little part right there uh, and lean not on your own understanding lord we lean we lean too heavenly on our own understanding we do we do and and i you know i have to it's one of those things i have to remind myself as as well and it's funny because we sung that song it's with your breath we pour out our praise and and next he talks about with all your soul and that is the breath of life all of you are here because god allowed you to be here this morning you're breathing he provides that we take that for granted that's we take that for granted a lot the fact that we woke up that we're breathing in genesis chapter 2 verse 7 it says and the lord god uh, formed man of dust of the of the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life and man became a living being the soul is where the seed of our affections and will are well, that concludes today's broadcast of Sun, Salt, and Light Radio. We hope that you enjoyed it. If you'd like to submit a prayer request or get in contact with us or find out service times, you can do all of that at our website, uh, as well as get uh, our podcast at Spotify, Audible, TuneIn Radio, pretty much wherever you can find a podcast. Uh, you, you can just type in Sun, Salt, and Light and you'll find it. Uh, we hope that you enjoyed today's broadcast. If you'd like to give to this ministry, uh, what I would always suggest is give to this radio station it's because of this radio station that we have great expository teachers uh, for you and I would say um, make that donation to them I hope that you have a wonderful wonderful day God bless you remember you can find us at calvarydivine.org calvarydivine.org God bless you